This is the Epilogue Audio Experience. Hi, I'm Hardik Vaidya. You're listening to Jamsters. This podcast is about stories from the world of entertainment, media, content and events. Every episode I'll be joined by some of the best in business, whether they're artists, content creators, filmmakers, writers, founders, CEOs, thought leaders, it could be anyone. If they have stories, I'll bring them to you. Join me in listening to my brand new podcast, Jamsters, on Epilog Media and all your favorite podcasting platforms. Guys, my guest today is one of India's leading most diverse voice dubbing artists that you've come across. In fact, I'd hazard this and say that there is a very low possibility that you've seen a movie, a dub movie or one of your favorite animation characters and you've not heard his voice. Ladies and gentlemen, it's my absolute pleasure and a delight to welcome Sanket Matre. Sanket, welcome to Jamster's podcast. Thank you so much. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. I'm really delighted that you guys chose me to come and feature on your podcast. Uh, it's an honor to be one among the many, many uh, essentially talented people that you guys have had on this show. Thank you so talented much. Talented and interesting people. Uh, you've <laughs> had an interesting story, Sanket. Uh, uh-huh. We will circle back to that in just a bit. But firstly, how are you doing and how has 2020 treated you? Um, I've been very well, actually, um, uh, as opposed to the the conventional answer, uh, I'm going to say I've really enjoyed my lockdown. Um, uh, being an introvert, I, I quite enjoyed the prospect of not venturing out and interacting. Uh, so, uh, you know, it gave me a lot of time to, to work from home, to, you know, fall back on reading, to enjoy some cooking, um, understanding that uh, it's not essential to kill people every time you cook your own food. Um, <laughs> so there were quite a few, you know, tidbits that I picked up and, you know, I, I, as opposed to a lot of people, I was also lucky to be part of uh, an industry which, uh, slowed down a little bit, but didn't stop during the, the lockdown. In fact, it adapted, um, quite well to the entire scenario and uh, uh, has now found new avenues to, to 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 continue to work so i mean i i personally quite enjoyed the lockdown that's great to hear that's great to hear and amongst all the doom and gloom this is a positive ray of light very happy <laughs> to hear that yeah so sanket uh, you've had a very long background in voice dubbing uh, some of the most famous characters aaj hum unwind karenge aaj hamare talent ko bahar nikalenge and we will uh, also ensure that our listeners get what sanket mathre is all about but before you started off doing what you do which is about i think 14 15 years back is that right right approximately 14 years uh, approximately you are a veteran by any stretch of this conversation um you were actually sort of a space of engineering um and from that to doing what you're doing right now what's the transition what's the story um uh, quite an interesting story i i doubt uh, it so it's voiceovers was one of those things which you you know probably had never heard about uh, to be a viable career it's probably one of those things you heard about as a uh, people doing for a hobby uh, just like uh, maybe you'd interact with a youtuber or a gamer now and you tell them that's all good and dandy but what do you do for a for earning money or for as a career so that's the exact same thing i had no clue this this existed um like you said uh, i started off with engineering because that was the 
you know, conventional thing to do. Um, you either did science, you did engineering, you did your uh, commerce, um, or if you'd want to be ridiculed by society, you pursued arts. Unfortunate, but that is how it was. I mean, um, so I, I ended up doing engineering, uh, and, uh, in spite of hating maths, uh, you know, uh, but I somehow on, on the fringe, uh, continued exploring um, a lot of creative arts. I, I ended up uh, enrolling with theater in my diploma and then continued doing a lot of theater uh, when I was doing my degree with uh, in electronics. Um, post this, uh, I obviously did not want to take up a technical job because uh, uh, I used to get nightmares that somebody's given me a circuit to repair and I've not been able to and I used to wake up and <laughs> I, just, I, I was pretty sure this is not, you know, where I'm going to head out. Uh, and I, so I worked with Microsoft games for a bit, um, um, you know, took some savings of mine, uh, you know, borrowed some money from my parents and uh, landed up opening a, a recording studio for bands to come and jam. Um, I've always had this fascination with musical instruments and I, in fact, had several. I've not been able to learn a single one, unfortunately. Um, Were you part of a band or something? A vocalist? I, I was not. I would have really loved to be. I, I found it really cool how people would just pick up an instrument and start playing it and everybody would gather around them. Um, uh, and, you know, that is what attracted me to it, I think. But I never could learn. I, I don't think I could ever cultivate the kind of discipline was needed for instruments. However, then I liked the atmosphere that that jamming would create. And so I started the studio. Uh, where bands would come and jam and I would provide all the instruments. They just needed to turn up and record their sessions. Um, soon, uh, you know, there was a feedback that why don't you even build a small sound studio where singers can record or, you know, even voice recordings can take place. So that was made in the studio. I, I got that created and uh, it so happened that uh, NIIT was trying to make an animated project about, uh, you know, using clean water and boiling water for villages and stuff like that. And they wanted this... Uh, they had this parrot who used to talk to the villagers, to a little girl and explain uh, everything to them. Interesting. Uh, the recording session was supposed to happen. The artist didn't turn up um, and I was still there. And, uh, you know, like I said, I was still doing theater and everything. And I asked them, do you want me to try it out or something like that? And they said, yes. And, you know, we went into this whole zone of uh, or something like that. <laughs> and uh, there was also this old Sarpanch who was like, Main to sabko samjha, samjha ke thak gaya. Paani to saaf hi hona jahiye. You know, something like that. And they really enjoyed it. And they thought this is great. I mean, you know, it, it absolutely works for us. Uh, why don't you do something? We'll get some more scripts. Why don't you try those also next time? And, you know, they did that. Um, there was another artist who turned up for, for the for the girl's voice. She liked it. Um, she kind of was like, let me, you know, just give me these samples as well. I'm going to, you know, I'm dubbing with somebody uh, regularly and I'll kind of pass on these samples to them. Um, so she did. And, you know, Ultra Company was uh, recording a lot of, uh, dubbing a lot of films uh, during that phase. And uh, they called me and said, why don't you come and try it? Uh, you know, these samples were shared and we really liked the voice. Um, so why don't you try your hand at dubbing? And so I went there. Somehow the first couple of sessions were not, you know, were not that bad in terms of uh, technical quality. They really liked it. Um, mm -hmm. As far as I was concerned, I thoroughly enjoyed it because it, this was, um, you know, this was like theater, but also, I mean, it, it was an art of its own. And uh, for some reason, I mean, it brought me the same thrill that uh, standing and performing on stage did. It still does to this date. And, Very uh, interesting. 
you know, like I said, uh, being an introvert, sitting inside a closed room with nobody to interact with and just, you know, performing on your own was like a dream come true, I suppose. Okay. So somewhere in me, the introvert was like, this is it. This is what we are going to do. I, you know, don't let this, you know, slip by. And that's, that's how it all started. But the first voice that you did was of a parrot. And uh, in the first go, you could sort of deliver that voice. I could actually, because uh, honestly speaking, when I was doing, uh, when I had the studio running also, I was pursuing uh, a lot of improv theater with Divya Palat and Aditya Hitkari. We were doing a lot of plays. We were traveling with theater. Um, I was also doing um, some Marathi theater on the side. Um, uh, so I think because it was still going on and, you know, I was still in the zone with theater, um, that kind of helped to a great degree. Uh, you know, it, I treated it as a as a character and as a script, and uh, I didn't do it with the technical nuances of a voiceover artist. I probably did it more as a as a theater artist. Um, thankfully for that project, that's exactly what was needed. Um, however, today, I mean, if I were to say you know do that for a film or something, I would say this is quite loud. You need to kind of you know tone it down or do it a little more subtle or whatever. But but you know for that specific project, I think it just clicked, and you know the rest is history, as they say. Absolutely, the rest is history, but. The theater definitely seems to have played a very important role in your life. Um, mm-hmm. And the roots of performance was transferred behind the microphone. And having said that, did the characters of the theater while you were performing, traveling, uh, as a general advice, is that useful in the voiceover business? I would say that's that's tremendously useful. Actually, uh, this whole thing of theater also, I've, I've I've tried to analyze it at certain times in my life, and I've I've kind of realized I've I've got it to a great degree from my mother, who kind of you know used to come back from work and um, you know imitate the people that she'd met during the entire day, and she would act out what happened and how you know something funny happened. But when she would describe a tale or you know uh, talk about an incident, she would act like those people. I think somewhere that kind of you know imbibed this great love for everybody around us is is a, such a fantastic character that you can kind of, you know, uh, try to portray and, you know, just one life, but so many characters, you know, so that is what kind of, I think, attracted me to theater from, from an early stage and uh, theater will help you with voiceovers. Uh, and that's a fact. I mean, it, it, because theater works on everything. It works on your voice. It works on your breath. It works on your language. It works on your emotion. It works on your performance. And all of those things uh, work greatly. Uh, th- those things have to be um, necessarily tools in the repertoire of a, of a voiceover artist as well. So I would say that that's what gave me an edge and maybe, you know, um, help me get to a specific point in voiceovers faster than I would have otherwise. Um, um, so I would, you know, I completely thank my foundation in theater to have gotten to where I am in, in, in voiceovers. It's interesting. You mentioned how your mother had this, uh, influential, uh, yes. impact on you in terms of carving out a life in, in arts, in performing arts, particularly right. it's interesting how stories work, right? Like every individual has a certain story, a certain character and by observing you sort of started by imbibing um, right. these little uh, little things about about things that Correct. are inspiring about anyone, right? So, for example, mm-hmm. when you did characters, let's say the very famous character Ben Ten, um, and in that series, I understand you've done about eleven voices. Uh, yeah, so the ten aliens uh, that Ben turns into and Ben's voice. Um, 
I was pretty enthusiastic at that point in time because it was one of those big breaks that happened early on. And when they said, uh, you know, do you want to, you know, he turns into these aliens and do you want to try, uh, um, you know, what voice works or whatever. And I, I was like, no, 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 let's, let's, you know, if he's the one turning into the aliens, you know, this whole theater thing that I still had was, you know, if he's the one turning into these aliens, then I should be the one who, you know, tries out all those voices because there has to be an element of him and all of those. And little did I realize he turned into 10 aliens and all of them came from a very different, uh, you know, vocal range and all of that. But I'm glad that those guys also decided to, you know, go with it and experiment. And we kind of, uh, you know, because the voices were very varied. I mean, and I, I kind of, it was shocking for me to understand that I had that kind of range in me. I wouldn't have experimented like that. Otherwise, I think. I think animation gives you that range, right? Yeah, I mean, it gives you a lot of freedom because um, the rules are a little slack. Um, uh, you know, you don't have to be really tight on lip syncs and, uh, you know, the characters can look a certain way, but they don't have to sound a certain way. Uh, it becomes really funny when it's done to real humans. Like, you know, if you if you take a very heavy set character and give him a tiny voice, it becomes really funny. But in animation, you know, a tiny mouse can have a, you know, a, a voice like a lion and you'd be like, oh, yeah, this this works. I mean, you know, this is exactly what we wanted, in fact, in some projects. So so. So animation gives you a, I think it's a, it's, it's something that everybody should try, uh, just to kind of relax the rules and, uh, go and explore a side of you that you probably wouldn't experiment with otherwise. So Ben ki zara awaz ho jai Sanket. Ah, absolutely. So Ben, uh, is this over enthusiastic uh, teenager who goes something like, uh, hi, mera naam Ben hai, Ben Tennyson, it's hero time. And, uh, you know, there's a humongous <laughs> or which goes, uh, right. Humongosaur. Or there's uh, somebody like a spider monkey. <laughs> or, uh, you know, so there are there's these various little uh, echo, echo. So there are these different, different kind of, you know, aliens with a different, uh, you know, some I'm using nose for some, I'm using my throat for another, I'm using a very high pitched voice for one. I'm growling for another, you know, so, so it was not something I would have done. Otherwise I wouldn't have even known that I could kind of pull off those kind of voices. So I'm, I'm really thankful to that project for being able to explore my personal range. That's amazing. I mean, it is such a joy listening to you even right now when all these characters, Sanket, it's a delight to hear these characters come alive. Uh, one of the things Sanket, that I often get mesmerized by with all voice artists is the consistency with which you get into that voice again and again, day after day. So for example, right. with these 11 characters, how do you remember that this is the voice right. for this character and you have to pick on that voice again and again? Uh, so, so I think different artists have a different method to do that. I used to have this mnemonic of having a standard phrase of every character. So then that would kind of help me bring the character back. So for Ben, it was always this... Uh, Hi, my name Ben. Hai. Ben Tennyson. It's hero time. Today, I'm podcast. Bahut maza raha hai. You know, that's that's how I would kind of, So that that standard phrase is what I would start with. And then I would kind of go into this. You know, that's the kind of thing. So I would start off with the phrase and then, you know, that would bring it back to me. And then I would kind of continue with, with the lines or whatever. That is how I usually end up trying to do it. So has it ever happened with you that you've lost the track of the voice and people had to keep correcting you, Sanket, it's not going right. Uh, 
uh let's get back to the original voice has it ever happened with you maybe in the initial days yeah yeah i mean not the initial and- days yeah it happens uh, it happens even now um what tends to happen is there might be projects that you've done um which have kind of like a big gap that happens in between or you know with the with the advent of otts um, there are seasons that happen however the first season comes in this year and the next one comes the next and if you've kind of given voice to a character that's coming a year later it's always going to be difficult i mean ben was something that i did for about 6 years of my life so i mean those aliens kind of stuck around um but there might be a you know a one off character that you do that you kind of tend to forget uh what then ha- helps is uh, they they kind of tend to play back your performance or whatever and you you kind of do a couple of scenes and you know somewhere around the third or fourth scene the director is like that's it that's it this is the voice this is the voice now stay on this stay on this let's let's go back to the start let's let's stay the- so you know that's how you kind of catch the voice again and kind of do it i mean if you're lucky you get it off the second line if not you can you know keep reading and trying to find the voice for a scene or two and then you know somewhere down the line it comes back interesting and again this is a very repetitive process right sanket because i think uh, you've done deadpool 1 many many congratulations once again one of the most <laughs> iconic you. characters it has made such a significant impact and i think it's a dream come true for any performing artist voice artist particularly uh, sanket to be able to voice characters like these right uh, mm-hmm. but with a deadpool 1 kind of character with ryan reynolds uh, i think improvising in his kind of work which he anyways does was that difficult you know recording those lines i think ek line ke liye you end up doing like three four variations of it right. uh, let's talk about that process um so deadpool is yeah absolutely it's a it's a it's one of those projects that maybe happen once in your lifetime where you kind of you know it's a very make or break kind of a thing um also when they approached us with deadpool i was told that it's kind of one of those projects that uh, fox is not betting too much on because uh, they already think that it it's not probably going to work in india um a superhero who's in an r rated film is not something that people would go to theaters to watch um uh, he's cussing all over the place you know there's vulgarity or whatever in in a sense and you know it's just not made for india is what uh, what did so the film already came in with really low expectations um and because of the kind of uh, character he is who who mouths off what he's thinking who kind of breaks the fourth wall which happens very rarely in films um it was kind of an experimental thing for the right for the writer as well um so he also wrote it to the best of his ability i believe mayank was the writer on that project he he wrote it to the best of his ability but when we kind of approached the film um the amount of laughter that the original was giving it was essential that that got translated in hindi so we we ended up um it was like one of those projects where we worked four times as much because every line like you said would would have options like i would say you know what let's try this and we would try that line and you know that would crack some people up but then the director would be like let's try this kalpesh was the director so for instance sanket let's 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 understand with an example so so there's this line where uh, deadpool is sitting on a there's a very famous scene where he's sitting on the his, his entrance i think this is where huh. he's sitting on a flyover uh, mm-hmm. edge and uh, there are there are these this this convoy of uh, you know the cars of the bad guys which is coming right below him right. and he's you know he's he's kind of gossiping about uh, wolverine but because at that point in time he can't directly say wolverine it could be a copyright issue so he says uh, you know i want to say something about a guy uh, but uh, you know i i can't tell you his name but it rhymes with pulverine um, <laughs> and then he's like you know you you can't scare him with anything because he has you know he he even scratches his butt with his claws or something <laughs> and uh, and we were kind of you know going back and forth in hindi and you know i said something to the tune of um, uh, 
उसका नाम मील खाता है पुलवरीन से उसे कोई नहीं डरा सकता किसी मंजर से क्योंकि वो पिछवाड़ा भी खुजाता है खंजर से एंड रोल्ड ऑन द फ्लोर विद लाफरेंसेंशियली it was all based on is the writer's joke funnier is somebody else saying something funnier somebody would walk in the studio says hear something or look at something and they would suggest something and we would try that out so it was like a part of your soul was in that film you know because you'd given it everything that you had all the um, you know the the local nuances that you could fill in all the indianizations that you could put in and i think that that kind of worked um and you know it it became one of those uh, cult films that people still talk about i mean So, were these like the breakout characters in your career, Sanket? Um, absolutely. I mean, Deadpool is one of those characters that brought a lot of, um, I would say, uh, a social fame, um, uh, which unfortunately uh, a lot of legendary artists before me were not able to enjoy. I think it it also happened during this, you know, this this bursting of social media everywhere, mm. where people directly, you know, write uh, about what they are feeling, and you know, and companies would hear him. You know. trailers of comp- you know major projects would have comments where people are saying they like something they don't like something and uh, you know companies would take cognizance of that um so this when this happened when the whole deadpool thing happened there was a lot of you know memes uh, that were being made around it and you know people were enjoying the hindi uh, so much more because that's not something they had expected at all mm-hmm. um so it became one of those films which uh, you know you wanted to kind of you know you wanted your friends to see and you wanted to tell them you know what look at this and you know um i think that that really helped uh, give me a, a tremendous push but uh, what it also kind of did was it brought a lot of awareness for the industry uh, wherein people realize you know what if you know if this is something that's 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 you know this off the charts as compared to the original one there must be several more you know let's explore and you know people started going in and watching a lot more dubbed content i think so i'm you know so it was one of those projects that that truly was a breakout film not just for me but for everybody involved i think you know you mentioned something about how social media has exploded and democratized the reach of all the artists right so mm-hmm. uh, earlier maybe maybe like about a decade back or maybe prior to that as well is that maybe we knew like very few names right like amin sayani right. ji or harish bimani ji or Absolutely. chetan shashtal ji right these were like the nami girami names of the industry but i'm right. sure there were many more it's just that we were not aware of them right there are absolutely many more and uh, uh, you know it's uh, like i said it's it's just that the information was not that accessible to people before i'm sure people must have been curious about them when they were at their peak of uh, you know their careers um, um but uh, there was no information um, that was in, that you could you know just pull off off your phone and uh, however today uh, you know fans have started finding out their favorite voices they find started finding out you know their um, their bios they've started updating pages about them um, so there's a lot more information available now in fact there are fan pages which update the next project that an artist is doing all by themselves it, you know it's not even the artist who kind of touches that the, the the fans do it themselves so so i'm really glad that that kind of awareness has come because because this already existed in 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 the voiceover culture of uh, you know the the western countries or even the asian countries 
um and there's a huge fan following and popularity base there for for voiceover work and for voiceover artists um which is why i'm i mean i'm i'm really glad that social media has uh, you know brought that to india as well and slowly and steadily it's it's picking up uh, more and more people are realizing that you know the voice that they like is like given by a voiceover artist and it's just not you know some faceless person uh, out there um and so you know like i said uh, i really wish um like you know a lot of old artists are coming back on uh, social media now and you know trying to kind of uh, figure out how they can get their pages started and stuff like that which is great which 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 i think they should should be doing absolutely um, but again uh, because of social media people are also researching about you know somebody that they kind of heard of and you know and there are pages which do the research also and put out videos about them and i think that's that's just phenomenal for the industry you know talking about fans and talking about feedback and real time feedback and production houses listening deadpool right. 2 is a whole different story right um <laughs> <laughs> so we should talk about that and i think that has sure. been a, a a conversation i think with your fans particularly and in general in the industry which i think brought to light about why it is very important or how uh, a voice artist delivering a certain character is then changed with let's say in this particular case a legendary actor like ranveer singh came in and then delivered the same role in your space um right. what did you feel what did you go through and uh, i mean uh, your fans can completely echo with the sentiment that you were going through <laughs> and in fact they were they were loud and clear i mean the production houses must have heard clearly ke bhai we want sanket matre's voice only but how did sanket matre feel um i was really overwhelmed actually it it happened with uh, you know people um, you know messaging me early in the morning about these articles that had come out and um, you know these comments that were made on all platforms by people who didn't um, what happened was uh, there was already a trailer out for deadpool 2 in my voice and then um i think after that is when it was replaced um so the trailer gained quite a lot of traction and then when the new trailer hit uh, with the changed voice um it did not quite go down well um now because uh, you know like we like we spoke of deadpool had become this cult thing um and you know the advent of social media everybody got vocal about it um however this has happened um to several uh, you know really great voiceover artists in the past where they've kind of been uh, replaced by celebrities um as a marketing call um and and you know this this generally happens i mean it's a marketing call that is done to kind of maybe garner more profits to to open up newer territories or or stuff like that it's it's basically uh, from the company's uh, or the studio's point of view um like you said and you know like i've said before you know deadpool is one of those films where you kind of you know give a part of your soul soul to make it you know what it is and you know it's it's terrible always to kind of understand that um those efforts might go unnoticed um but uh, if it was any consolation then you know the 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 support and the kind of love and adulation people gave and still to this day um you know exhibit in regards to the deadpool series is 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 tremendous and i'm 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 just lucky to be the recipient of of all that you know appreciation but like i said there's a lot of artists who've gone through this who are still going through this and um, my whole uh, you know my whole take on this is you know replace a voice for a voice don't replace it for a face um in the in the voiceover industry i don't think that's a justifiable thing to do 
that's a very valid point i think uh, uh, earlier on our phone call as well you echoed a similar sentiment that uh, right. having a voice for a voice actually makes a difference because someone is honing in the crowd for that many years uh, audience particularly likes them as well um, it would be justifiable like you said uh, to have the same voice do the character right right or i mean you know even if you i mean it's unfair on another level also where you consider that you know voice over artists have been at it for you know decades to try and bring it to a place where it's now become a profitable industry the south to hindi film industry uh, dubbing industry or the you know the english to hindi dubbing industry it's it's successful today because of the constant efforts and quality that voice over artists have exhibited in in bringing those characters to life in in localized languages and not just hindi i mean you know maybe in english to tamil english to telugu kannad bangla whatever it is um all of those have you know the, the industry stands on the shoulders of all those voice artists who've given you know uh, everything they could in terms of uh their craft to bring it to a point where it's now you know successful it competes with the regular hindi releases or even beats you know box office uh numbers of you know regular hollywood releases um and then to you know you know to for somebody to make it that successful only to be you know taken away or to be you know underpaid as opposed to a, a celebrity brought in at the last moment i think that's a pretty controversial thing to do and i'm you know like i said uh, social media is uh, for all to see companies take feedback of these things now and when you know a lot of voices chime in to say we don't want it um, there are in fact examples of where companies have you know gone in with what people have said because at the end of the day they are the ones who are going to pay and come and watch the film definitely and i think that's a that's a great thing about technology and social media in general right right Yeah absolutely that, that's that's i mean that, that you you could always argue about the pros and cons of it but i mean if 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 it if it's in terms of voice over industry where you know people go uh, into the studio and you know voice all day and come out only to not have their names in the credits as well as no faces attached um, to have this kind of you know acceptance and appreciation for their work is is a is a, is a boost i mean for 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 me it, i mean it's it's such encouragement to know that you know people are watching they're listening they they want a certain thing they 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 love what what was done they they hate this aspect of it to get mm. that kind of feedback and that kind of response from people uh, to an industry that is formally not known at all uh, i mean I, i i don't think i could ask for more that's true you know there are specialists who So, for example, when you do a certain voice, you get the recognition, right? But there are a lot of right. crowd voices in a particular right. scene, yes. and that is such a phenomenal world altogether. Like the scenes <laughs> that we see in a concert right. or shouting on the market, in a fish market or whatever, and there are right. voices that go behind, and people think that ki kitna bada crowd hoga there might be like hundreds of people Correct. on the scene, right. but actually, it's a few set of people in the studio making all the magic happen. yeah and um it's it's like you said it's it's one of those uh, you know things that go unnoticed when you're seeing the final product you know stuff like foley or crowd artists um these are uh, all essential cogs in the entire wheel and you know without them you would have such a bland experience of everything and you don't even kind of you know um you don't even realize them their you know existence to acknowledge them um i used to do a lot of crowd work uh, earlier and that's how kind of i that is one of those things where i kind of rose through the ranks broke a lot of my myths broke a lot of my um you know issues that i had saw a lot of people up close performing who were senior to me um and uh, you know crowds are these these phenomenal set of people who you know lesser in number can still create the effect of a you know a full stadium or whatever and you wouldn't even know that you know there's just eight people or nine people behind the microphone 
you know, giving multiple takes, giving all the voices that they can just to create an ambience of, you know, a thousand or 2000 people stadium. You know, I did my first crowd scene for Bohemian Rhapsody and right. it was, it was magic, Sanket. I mean, the first time that I stepped right. into it, I was mesmerized. I was blown away because when you are behind the scenes and doing things, it's a whole different worldview. When you're seeing it on the screen, you feel ki, chalo, you know, it must have happened. People must have right. done a scene, stuff like that. But when there were such seasoned artists standing in the room, doing the same dialogues, same set of scenes again, all together, it was a very empowering feeling. And these guys, all of us did about 10 hour or maybe 11 hour shift that day. Right. And I could right. only imagine Sanket that people do that day in, day out. Uh, it must be a taxing job. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're crowd specialists. I mean, there's a group of people that, that, you know, specialize in these things. They, they know exactly what the scene needs. They don't need that kind of direction anymore. They come up on the mic and they, you know, immediately perform. There are scenes where, you know, there are, there's a, there's a lead actor or an actress speaking and there are people standing in the background who are having conversations amongst themselves. True. These conversations have to be made up. These cannot be written down. So these, these crowd specialists are just, you know, kind of called in pairs of twos or threes and asked to just have a regular banter or a regular conversation and they have to make it up on the spot and they, they and they, they do that. Uh, you know, if these things were written down uh, for, for crowd scenes, it would take forever to finish films, which is why these guys are essentially specialists at what they do. And, um, you know, I did a character in Bohemian Rhapsody and I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up because again, that film, look at the amount of crowd there is involved in that yeah. film. Yeah. And I'm, yeah. I'm sure you must have had a, you know, an, uh, you know, that's a tremendous film to have crowd experience in because it, it involves a lot of major crowd scenes. I have to agree with you. Uh, there was a similar uh, work that we did for the Netflix series Selection Day. And right. the point that you just mentioned about having these random conversations with the fellow yes. artists. Oh <laughs> man, it was, it was hilarious. It was hilarious. The kind of stuff right. that you were randomly talking and exactly. just laughing on the go. Bas kuch bhi bole ja rahe and we are like, this right. should be part of the scene. Right. Absolutely. And you know, to, to make that kind of thing on the spot, I mean, it, it's a skill of its own. And like I said, uh, initially when I was on this journey of trying to find out, you know, my voice or my place in the industry or whatever it was, I was, I was on this path of wanting to learn everything. Like I decided to myself that I don't want to say no when I'm in front of the microphone, you know, they could say do a home telebrands commercial, home shopping commercial, do a crowd, uh, you know, let's do a hero, let's do a mouse, let's do, you know, the, you know, it could be anything that they say. I should have the ability to say, yes, I can, because I've already done it before. I have some experience of it. So, so that's where I was trying to reach and, you know, doing these crowd kind of scenes and, uh, you know, those skills eventually help you. I mean, you, I started out from doing, uh, you know, voices in a bunch of eight people, then, you know, got smaller characters, did it with pairs of three, two, then got, you know, minor characters next to the hero, then got the hero. So it was quite a journey. I mean, and, and, and I'm glad that there was that journey because that made me appreciate every aspect of it a little bit more. And I think going through this process of, you know, being a no one to then being a somebody is, is a discovery in itself, right? Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's so fulfilling to, at the end of the day, to know that, you know, you've, you've done your, you know, you know, you've done your homework, you've done your 10,000 hours, you know, towards success, because I don't believe in such a thing as, uh, you know, talent or luck and all people throw these things around a lot. But I expressly think that if there's a, there's a certain, you know, craft that you want to take up and you've never done it in your life, but you have this immense passion for it and, you know, immense love for it suddenly, if you dedicate, you know, uh, 10,000 hours or, you know, whatever's the equivalent of that towards that craft, you will be able to do it. 
that you know there is nothing that that's that's there to stop you uh, to to say things like people are born with certain kinds of talents or whatever these are myths that uh, you know that that have broken for me personally and you know i'm pretty sure a lot of people realize it along the way like for example when i was doing crowds initially i used to try and do this you know ha main main ab ye bolne wala hu aur ye main bolne ja raha hu and the engineer would be like tum kya kar rahe ho and i would be like kya hua he said what is this voice that you're talking in i was like you know i thought everybody needs to talk in an amitabh like voice because that's the voice, voice that everybody aspires to be you know and bass voice and yeah and he was like no 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 that's not how it works we've called you because we like your voice your natural voice and i was like what really I, how can that be and he's like revelation in the film is going to talk like amitabh bachchan how is the film interesting anymore and you know that's where one of those biggest myths blew open for me it's not the voice it's how you use your voice that matters every voice is great it just how who's the driver and you know the in in this car of voice that's that's driving you know how you drive it what's your skill that's what's important the texture the sound the pitch they can all be used for certain character it just depends on how you're using it so every voice has a space in the industry absolutely every voice has its place every voice is important every voice can create magic you are you know the the person who's in charge of being able to use it in a way that it it fits that character that you're doing it fits that emotion that that needs to be expressed and that's the only way i mean you know my voice doesn't sound like amitabh bachchan i can go pitchy i can go low when i want to but i i'll never reach you know a natural naturally based voice but people appreciate it but then it's not it's not i mean you would you would think that they think it's it's a great voice but it's more about you know that it fits the character when it's being voiced and that's what you know they like because there are there are female voice artists who voice for male characters like oh, let's not like let's Abhi, not break them with for children please <laughs> so so that is like one of those you know those other so then how do you justify you know a voice standard like that you know there's a female who's voicing for a boy oh, yes. but it's it's being appreciated all around because it's 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 that character that's it, it sounds like that character is speaking like a lot of people say allu arjun allu arjun aap allu arjun pe itna fit baithte ho is what happens is the the voice kind of sounds like allu arjun is talking and that is what they like it's not it's not just the voice it's how the character sounds when that voice is coming out from the character it's it's, it's something about that i think so one of the things that completely you know shook my perspective on the voice world was the voice of bart simpson um right. and how that was played by yes. an amazing woman what a yes. genius artist but yes. it really took me some time sanket to understand that voices are literally the medium they are the vehicle it could be any character that you play correct so similarly when you've voiced over 100 films in the south uh, mm-hmm. allu arjun ram charan anti ramarao junior mahesh babu dhanush man your list just goes on and on and on and on <laughs> uh i think of all these things people have associated the most in your voice with allu arjun um right. or at least they, they they resonate with that voice because they say that you sound more allu arjun than allu arjun himself right uh how did that come about and what range do you operate in when you uh talk about all these artists in the south um so so the thing is the beauty of doing a ben 10 and his aliens is all of them look different uh, all of them um you know have a different size ratio all of them um are a completely different species so all of them justifiably have a different voice the, the thing about all south to hindi uh, films that i do generally are uh, all of these heroes fall in a certain age bracket which is similar um which mm-hmm. is the same i mean which could be closer to my natural voice range or whatever it is but they all fall in the same thing so so what i need to do is i generally tend to um 
fine nuances and you know if you know for say for example junior ntr is is slightly um you know stocky and well built so then i kind let's of your, let's hear it yeah uh, so a junior ntr would be something like uh, ye janta garage hai yahan sabki suni jati hai but an allu arjun would be ye janta garage hai yahan sabki suni jati hai you know it's 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 he's more style and suave mm. and he's you know he's is a leaner guy a fitter guy uh similarly for a mahesh babu a mahesh babu never raises his voice so he would be something like maybe a ye janta garage hai yahan sabki suni jati hai you know so so those are the only things that 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 i can do to separate them uh, from each other because they are all in the same range they are all males they are all a certain age certain build they are the heroes it's not even like you know they are a certain age but they are the villains so i could go a little like ye janta garage hai you know i can't do that because it, it, ah. it's a, it's a really polished looking guy who's talking about it from a you know a very angry revenge kind of a perspective so it has to stay a certain emotion also um so i'm glad that um, you know this is a this is a good example of how you know the voice is not as important as how you're using it because then it would have never justified the fact that i'm voicing for about 14 or 15 of these guys and you know they they're liking all of them they're, how is that possible they are not even sounding different i mean at the end of the day it's 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 just the same voice i mean um and i i do get people you know one off who say are but you know the you know somebody would comment on some post saying here but the voice is the same but i don't think it's 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 the voice that they're going for i think it's it's uh, you know if it's an angry scene you know does the hero in hindi justify the anger if it's a if it's a romantic scene do you see yourself you know saying those lines to a girl or whatever you know so those are the th- kind of things that i focus on i focus on the language also when i'm voicing i focus on you know the grammar that we are using i focus on what the the guy's back story is or you know what kind of emotion he primarily has throughout you know as opposed to the other so those are the kind of things that i need to focus on more because i cannot dis- differentiate the voice because they are the same age group um if it was a very old guy then that's a different story altogether that i was voicing for then but they are all heroes they are all a certain age and they will be a certain mm. age till they cross you know 55 65 75 mm. also uh because they are heroes i mean in india you know they never age oh yes <laughs> so i mean so that's so that's the trick i need to use uh, i i cannot change the voice so i change you know certain nuances about it or you know i change the slang depending on if it's a character is a street character or a cop or you know like that so has it ever happened with you you know when you're traveling and uh, someone is watching a movie and then they like are ye to sanket ki awaaz hai do people ever spot you or maybe you've observed people silently that they are watching my movie dub movies oh several times so so this happened uh, there was this huge um, uh, you know boom of uh, phone internet that started where i think it was around the time when jio started giving out a lot of internet hmm. fee and stuff like hmm. that where where i would travel in the metro and i would see a lot of people on their phones watching these out to hindi films and you know there would be people sitting next to me who are watching these films and i would just you know slyly watch what they are reacting to, <laughs> to to the scenes or i often try and go to theaters where hindi dub films are playing to kind of see what kind of reactions the film gets and you know what they are enjoying uh, versus what is boring them and stuff like that to try and see if i can incorporate that in some way in the next films that i'm doing um so i i also do that um as far as spotting is concerned uh, 
you know we circle back to the whole social media thing now because my face is out there and you know uh, you know i i i tend to put put up posts quite regularly uh, people do know and you know they you know there they might be a, you know a, a mall where i'm standing and you know they'll be like sir up i mean so i know sir ek photo le sakte hain whatever so that that's that happens uh, i think all because of uh, because of the photo is now out there on my instagram mm-hmm. profile and people know the profile is there and all that so that does happen but uh, i mean it's always exciting to see how people are reacting to to the voice uh, to to see especially to see it live when you know and, you know somebody right next to you is watching and you know it's a little nervous uh, it's a little nervous moment for me to 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 hopefully find that you know he is reacting correctly to whatever's <laughs> happening and you know as opposed to you know switching the movie off or whatever for sure uh, thankfully they've all appreciated the kind of south to hindi films that i've done so i mean it's it's, it's a good it's, feeling it's amazing that uh, the voice artists are getting the kind of recognition that they truly deserve um and uh, more importantly it's it's also one way of understanding that this craft actually is so much more than just talking right like uh, yes. it's literally acting uh, yes. behind the microphone and you can't see that happening uh, sankit actors have their own on screen actors have their own rituals own process of getting into a certain character uh, right. with voice actors voice artists what are the challenges or processes or rituals that you or in general everyone goes through okay so so challenges would be something completely you know dependent on the project uh, however there are certain rituals that i do have i have this one very important ritual of where i try to if i can uh, especially for films and stuff i i switch off lights when i go into the studio uh, when i'm on the microphone i i prefer having um, either just one light on the script or no lights at all um I, that gives me a you know I, i tend to be a little more physical when i'm when i'm voicing i try tend to move around a little bit or jump on the spot and you know i i tend to you know shake my hands around when uh, trying to be like the actor or whatever i used to do that in a really really bad way when i used to do benton when i just started off because it was all theater coming mm. out at that point and so so ben used to have this you know watch on his hand which he used to kind of have to press to turn into the aliens and you know i would always you know use these two hands and try to combine them over the microphone and i would make the microphone fall down at least once every session and the engineers would be like wo nahi karne ki zarurat hai aap voice se karo voice se karo you know and i've come a long way from that still but but do that's one ritual that i that i tend to follow because i i think it helps me focus a lot more when when the when the lights completely switched off it gives this whole feeling of watching a movie in a theater so it helps me perform better um as far as challenges are concerned uh, like you said that the, the challenges need a form of uh, a sort of a support team which is uh, the engineer the the director who are present for the session um obviously the writer who's kind of you know uh, already worked on the project uh, when we go in uh, the director tends to give us a brief about the character about the film about you know what is the emotional graph of the person that i'm voicing for um the engineer kind of figures out uh, you know the 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 voice range what is the kind of distance that i need to kind of stand in and all that um uh, and then you know after that uh, the the initial part is just finding the voice of the character uh, which like i said we we go a little bit of back and forth on it and you know until everybody agrees that this is the voice that we need to stick to and you know that lines kind of recorded for reference and then we 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 start from there so i think one of my you know big, i think i i've got it from this voice artist called uh, viraj adhav who i uh, who i really look up to and uh, he he also used to do this thing of switching off lights i think and i'd, I'd heard about it sometime but i i kind of i think i always did it because it it 
I think maybe it's the introvert in me. Maybe it's you know trying to perform but not wanting people to kind of you know ये कर क्या रहा है बंदा अंदर मतलब that kind of a thing also. Hmm. And I also like the fact that you know certain time. I mean now it, it happens quite less, but earlier on there used to be this phase where uh, people would hear the voice and they'd be like, oh, lovely voice and all. Then they'd, they'd see me, you know, this skinny little guy wearing spectacles and he's walking out and they'd be like, अरे तुम्हारी आवाज़ है नगी नहीं रही थी. No, I, it used to make me really happy that you know I'm in, I'm a, I'm a part of this field where people are not able to. you know form judgments based on how you look or you know um they're not able to perceive that they 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 will be able to judge you only basis of your you know voice or whatever you're trying to project through your craft so i think that is one of those things that i really like about uh, voiceovers as well amazing you've done some amazing work for matt damon uh, colin farrell right. uh, you know uh, leonardo dicaprio as well uh, let's talk about that particular movie i think the kind of work that the movie django unchained required originally uh, how were you able to translate that and uh, i mean let, let's talk about that it must have so, been quite a challenging role so django unchained was one of those movies which was in the category of direct to dvd um which essentially meant it would not be telecast uh, anywhere it would just be put up on a hindi dvd which would be bought off by people or not bought off by people uh, what that also translates to is those kind of projects are generally lower budget because uh, they would not be you know sold to a television or a theater they would just right. be put up on a dvd so it, the you know the profits would depend on how many people are buying it or whatever so i was already uh, i heard that this film is 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 happening and um, you know i was told that there's a very very low budget on it and all of that um but i insisted that i kind of you know i wanted to do that voice because i'd seen the film and i'd seen what leonardo had done in the film and and i'd seen a couple of scenes where you know he'd gone um, you know so deep in character that he'd hurt himself and all that and not even realized it because he was still saying his lines and there was little blood i think blood. one of those scenes was when he actually banged the table and there was bleeding skull, right and he actually starts bleeding but in the movie they keep the take uh, because he doesn't stop he keeps acting and when i when i found out that they were doing this and you know they they were like you know what you know the it's very low budget we didn't want to approach you for this and all of that but i like i i really want to do it it it, it doesn't matter because um there are certain projects which regardless of the budget i want to you know be a part of i don't care if those projects don't see light of day um uh, i mean it would be great if they do but even if they don't it would still bring me immense satisfaction to have kind of performed that um if no if no one else for myself um so so jango and chain was one of those things where you know uh, a very normal looking guy who you know has something boiling underneath can erupt at any second and that's what he does at certain parts of the film and it was a phenomenal emotional graph to kind of act out on and and i loved every every moment of it i when i look back i'm really happy that i took it up regardless of you know how much they want me that it would not pay me or whatever and there have been several other projects like that that i've tried to take on knowing that either the voice would not be um, projected after that or maybe i would get paid less for it so do you remember anything from that film though any uh, dialogue mango and chain yeah uh, i mean um, i i mean it's it's one of those uh, there's this one line where he's trying to uh, where he's holding this woman's uh, head uh, you know and he's about to smash it with a hammer and hmm. he goes uh, तुम्हें क्या लगता है तुम्हें क्या लगता है अगर मैं ये खोल दूं तो इसके अंदर क्या ऐसी खोपड़ी होगी तुम्हें लगता है ये 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 बिल्कुल ऐसा ही होगा चलो चलो देखते हैं चलो देख के कोशिश करते हैं कोशिश you know he goes into this you know this very high emotional graph that i mean it was great to kind of generally when you're doing a hero character they don't go off the rails i mean you hmm. know unless they're emotionally hurt so it's very rare to be able to do that 
बट यू नो यू हैव दिस गाय क्या बात है मैं खुश हुआ कि तुमने ऐसा कहा लेकिन मैं यू नो द इंस्टेंट थिंग ऑफ चेंजिंग इमोशन एंड बीइंग द स्लाई स्लीक गाय एंड यू नो यू डोंट नो व्हेन ही इज गोइंग टू से व्हाट और व्हाट ही इज गोइंग टू डू इट वाज लवली टू काइंड ऑफ बी एबल टू यू नो रिपीट दैट फॉर हिंदी सो विद योर रेंज ऑफ वॉइसेस दैट यू डू संकेत व्हाट आर सम वोकल एक्सरसाइजेस वोकल वर्कआउट्स दैट यू फॉलो अम द मोस्ट बेसिक वंस इन्वॉल्व ब्रीथिंग करेक्टली आई मीन देयर्स अ देयर्स अ thankfully due to instagram and a lot of people asking me i started doing this series called 3 uh, minutes to a better voice um mm. where i would try and do uh, try and talk about stuff that i would do uh, personally or these are tips and tricks that that have helped me personally uh, that i kind of share with people so breathing is one of the most basic things um because of a theater background uh, and because having worked with a lot of directors who understand uh, you know how essential breathing is i've i've been able to figure out that you know most of us end up breathing wrong so when we inhale we 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 need to push our stomachs out when we exhale you know the stomach goes back in but we're doing the exact opposite of that in most cases so breathing is one of those things that you would kind of want to study and you know focus on um the other exercises include reading aloud um you know repeating om uh, if possible humming um, so reading out loud as in it could be any material so generally any material but uh, uh, try and repeat the same material um, and keep reading it day after day for a certain amount of time uh, what happens is uh, you do a cold reading the next day you find certain words you the next day you find certain emotions the fourth day you find a character the fifth day you make somebody sit across and talk like that character um, you know and the sixth day you maybe put down the book entirely and just perform it um, all the while figuring out that your voice is you know are right up there and using a neutral critique to to figure out that you've done you know whatever you've done is 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 great so this um, is fiction or it could be like um, a newspaper plan reading it could be a news report i mean it doesn't matter okay. the whole the, the whole exercise is so that you can you're able to what tends to happen is a lot of us have great natural voices um but when you come when you come and i've and i've had a lot of people tell me that you know you know a lot of people have told me you uh, you have a great voice and so i wanted to become a voice over artist um where should i start what should i do and you know they they end up coming to this place of dubbing where they realize they have to read off a script all the while looking at the screen uh, marking in their scripts pausing where the characters pausing hearing his audio in one ear hearing their own in another and that becomes so overwhelming for them um or you know even uh, places where there are where i record ebooks for example uh, or audio books uh, for example these tend to be 200 page 300 page you know even 5 600 page long books and uh, because you don't have that kind of a habit because you know the only habit you have is talking to somebody for like a conversation of you know 5 10 minutes and where they say your voice is phenomenal you should try out um but because you've not kind of exercised your voice for more than an hour you it's always going to be overwhelming when you come to this field because a lot of it involves reading and performing um a natural conversation is just you know it's it's what tends to happen is this field gets oversimplified are bolne ke paise milte hain sahi baat hai but in that sense i mean you know you it's just oversimplifying you can do it for anything i mean you know you know i you just have to take a knife and cut somebody's stomach open you're a surgeon you know you take a bat and you start hitting it out of the park you're you know like a national player now it, it doesn't work like that there are there are nuances there's years of practice that that go in the entire process and uh, you know generally people who assume that and come in will obviously start making something but they'll if if excel you know exceeding in their craft or excelling in their craft is what they're looking for then you know just coming in and starting to talk is not going to cut it so then chanting works for you om chants and stuff 
so I do I do om I do humming I do you know start try talking try saying numbers uh, in increasing volume like if I'm saying one so the one will be one two three four you know so increasing the volume as I'm saying that or reducing it from ten to one. So there's a lot of these, you know, really basic exercises and and like we were talking about so many resources available now on the internet. A lot of uh, international voice artists also share their, um, you know, their process. Um, so these things, uh, you know, simply help not kind of, you know, straining your throat in terms of having something too cold or too hot too often. I mean, you know, once in a while is all okay, but not doing it too often because that's the, that's the muscle you need to take care of because that's, that's what's, you know, that's what your craft is dependent on. So, I mean, just, you know, being a little more mindful of it is, it goes a long way. I mean, not smoking for bass voice is one of those. <laughs> I cannot stress it enough. Yes. And, I, and there are a lot of these people who are walking around out there saying, you know, I smoked and now my voice is better, but it's not. I mean, and you know, you've done a lot of damage to yourself. So please don't do that. I tend to say this over and over to a lot of people. Don't and go what down about, that. What about catching cold? Is that, is that a common occurrence <laughs> to you? How do you avoid that? Um, um, not so much of a common occurrence, but it does happen to everyone once in a while. Um, what experience helps you with is when you have a cough or a cold or uh, even a bad throat. Um, what experience teaches you is how to how to speak uh, without letting those noises come to the microphone. Um, so, you know, there might be days when I have stuffy nose when I'm, you know, I tend to talk like this, uh, which is a very subtle thing. But then I would maybe, you know, try and take a breath or try and have some, you know, hot water or whatever. And, you know, you, you tend to understand, uh, how to project your voice without, uh, your affliction coming through. Uh, and, uh, that comes with experience completely. Um, if you're a beginner, you will never know, you know, what, like Ninat Kamath had explained this, uh, who's a veteran voice artist again, he'd done Absolutely. Thanos and uh, Rocket yeah. the Raccoon in, in Avengers and he's, he's phenomenal, been- phenomenal artist. Um, he'd explained this really well in terms of, you know, understanding where one speaks from. And he'd given this example of Amitabh Bachchan and he said, a lot of people think that he speaks from, you know, his, 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 uh, his diaphragm because it's such a, uh, Amitabh Bachchan bol raun. but he's like, he, he doesn't speak like that. He speaks nasally actually. And which was quite shocking, but he's like, hmm. oh, Amitabh Bachchan bol so he, he stresses a little more nasally. And so to understand that, you know, a voice coming, you know, the, the voice focuses, your mouth, your, your, you know, your nasal passage, your throat or your diaphragm, it, it then changes the game a lot because then that changes the texture of the voice that changes the character. So, so these are things, like I said, you, 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 you can go deeper and deeper depending on how much you want to, you know, excel in the craft, how much you're willing to learn. Um, um, because I've been around for a while now, but I still, there's always something new to learn. There's always, I love watching artists perform because that teaches me a lot of things. Like there might be, there might be a shortcut in, uh, you know, the way, uh, pauses need to be marked in a certain script, or, uh, there might be a way to do a certain character voice flawlessly. Uh, you know, that, that's, that's a trick that some artists are using. So I tend to kind of watch a lot of artists and learn from a lot of people even today, because that, that's, that's just the way that you'll, you'll keep getting better that, um, you know, there's this thing of, you know, oh, somebody was voicing before me for a certain character. I am voicing mm. for that today. Tomorrow, somebody else is going to come in and voice for that character, uh, you know, and replace me. Uh, how I kind of keep my craft skills sharp and, you know, don't, you know, give away that position for as long as I can. Um, of course, till I'm enjoying it is, is you know, what I need to do. I mean, 
it's True. inevitable that somebody will come how far can i keep control of my voice and keep it sharp enough that people say there's no need to change him is is See? is the game i mean absolutely so you you've been the the legendary voice of bear grills on discovery uh, and that that has also been the voice which other artists have performed before you but you are now the current voice and you've performed one right. after the other and people have loved you for it um absolutely and you know bear grills is a great example i'm glad that you brought it up because bear grills has been dubbed by legendary artists like uh, arvind mehra ji or anil dad ji um and what discovery uh, tends to do or you know a lot of these channels tend to do is uh, they take a marketing call every couple of years and figure out if there's a certain character that's that's really popular or if he still has current shows he or she still has current shows then you know and we need to bring in a new voice artist so then they tend to uh, replace everything that that voice artist has done so it's there's no disconnect for the for the viewer even if they're playing older programs so arvind mehra ji dubbed the you know the bagrill episodes and once uh, anil that took over from him um, anil ji ended up dubbing the entire bang that bagrills had done up till that point then they decided to go uh, a little more of a younger route for bagrills voice and that's when they auditioned and then i got approved for it and they made me do the entire bang that bagrills has done till date um, and so i ended up doing about you know 200 300 episodes of whatever he had done uh, till that point um and i continue to do it now i mean with with episodes about uh, rajnikanth or nakshay kumar or whatever that's happening currently and i'm pretty sure that they you know they they're going to take a decision saying uh, you know now let's you know turn it around and make it a more mature voice or a more younger voice or whatever it is mm-hmm. I mean, you know so there'll be somebody else who will kind of you know come in and you know um so there's this thing that gets thrown around quite a bit uh, which is like the official voice of somebody and you know there's really no uh, i don't think there's a concept like that and it doesn't exist i mean mhm fair enough fair enough let's change the gears a little bit i'm going to throw at you a tongue twister okay and let's get voices out of you okay okay so we'll go with the first one the famous one is she sells seashells on the seashore Okay, which is redundant actually because there's already a lot of seashells there. Right? <laughs> so no one's right. Yes, <laughs> but so what voice are we trying for this? Um, whichever. So let's say we're going with uh, Ben's voice. Let's start. All right. So the the mnemonic is hi. My name is Ben. Hey, Ben Tennyson. She sells seashells on the seashore. She sells seashells on the seashore. She sells seashells on the seashore. All right. Uh, how about uh, Mahesh Babu? she sells seashells on the seashore she ah. sells seashells on the seashore interesting it's on the seashore interesting how about bear grills how would he deliver this she sells seashells on the seashore she ah. sells seashells on the seashore she sells seashells on the seashore man this is fun uh <laughs> we'll go with the other one betty bought some butter but the butter was better Oh, to make the bitter butter better betty bought another butter okay uh, how about uh jason born mad demon how would he deliver this oh like a mad demon okay mad demon voice betty bought some bitter butter to make the butter better she bought some better butter betty betty keeps buying butter betty betty stop it betty bas karo aur butter mat lo betty betty bas wa 
Improvisation class 101. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I, that's one suggestion that I would give to everybody. You know, go try improv theater because improv theater opens you up to so many things that then you can kind of, you know, use in, in animation and in, in dubbing that you know, it's like a lifelong skill that will stay with you. Amazing. This has been such a delight, Sanket. I think let's close this with you asking our listeners to subscribe to Jamster's podcast on all the platforms like Epilogue Media, Spotify, Apple Podcast, wherever. But in the voice of Alu Arjun. Okay. Agar aapko mujhe sunna hai. Anytime, anywhere. Anytime, anywhere. Jamster's podcast ko subscribe kijiye. आप इसे सुन सकते हैं एप्पल पर स्पॉटिफाई पर और ऐसे कई सारे प्लेटफॉर्म्स पर इंतजार किस बात का है आई एम रेडी आर यू वेल लेडीज एंड जेंटलमैन दैट इज संकेत माथ्रे इट इज बिन सच अ प्लेजर संकेत स्पीकिंग टू यू थैंक यू सो मच फॉर जॉइनिंग थैंक यू सो मच फॉर हैविंग मी थैंक्स लॉर्ड गाइज इज लवली If you enjoyed this episode of Jamsters, make sure you subscribe on Epilog Media website or your favorite podcast streaming apps such as Apple Podcasts, Jio Seven, Gana, Spotify, and more. Also, if you use Apple Podcasts, do rate and review Jamsters as it helps other people to discover this podcast. And for suggestions, feedback, or ideas for me, follow me on Instagram at the rate Hardik Devaidya or on Facebook at Hardik Devaidya. 